Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast here at Ausbiz. It is May the 11th. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by Carl Rotter. Carl, uh, boy zone's in the house. And uh, look, we managed to go and eke out a small gain for the market today. It must have been what it was. But um, yeah, 0.2% gain. So some green on the screen after a little while might be a relief to some investors. It's been a while. Yeah, what do you reckon about uh, maybe a bit of pre-positioning ahead of this pretty key mm. U.S. inflation report tonight? A lot, you'd imagine, probably hinges on what's going to be arriving at 10.30 Eastern tonight. Yeah, well, a lot of the talk that we've had recently is about this you know, peak inflation story and that this is as bad as it's going to get, and maybe that's a reason for a little bit of a risk on rally, especially in tech stocks. Um, I guess there was a part of the story today um, seemingly around China, Chinese growth story, and maybe some you know, positive developments in terms of the case numbers there and lockdowns and what have you. So we saw obviously commodities up and, and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. It still looks like a pretty structurally bearish market to me. So maybe a deck yet bounce, but I don't know, hard to see much more than that. Or a bear market rally. Yeah, pretty tepid at this stage. Although you mentioned what's going on in China. Some of the moves yeah. we saw today, not only in Chinese equities, but Chinese commodity futures. Yes, yeah. huge. I know that uh, there were some state-run uh, media outlets that were starting to go and talk about A-shares yeah. uh, and the equity market more broadly. Now, generally when that happens, anyone who remembers back to 2014 and the early stages of 2015, uh, when that was last occurring, uh, it was one of the mother of all bull markets. Yeah. Of course, uh, is the it bus, a bird? The bus, the bus <laughs> followed soon after. I've got to say, but uh, that was a momentous uh, <laughs> rally, and something to keep an eye on because looking yeah. from a technical perspective, Chinese equities look pretty constructive here from a risk reward perspective. Uh, look back to the local market here. Looking across the market map, I uh, know financials a bit of a laggard. NAB uh, down over four percent. He traded ex dividend today. Yep. CBA has got its a trading update that will be released to the market tomorrow. It was the one and only of the big four to go and finish in the green. CSL, uh, some news out when it comes to immunoglobulation. I think I said that right. Uh, collection maybe could go and uh, no, help uh, help its ways, of course, being a bit disrupted with the pandemic and the yeah. like. Yeah. And the REIT sector also coming to life. Uh, long bond yields coming off the ball a little bit. Yeah, another thing that's been spoken about a lot the, the last few days, and I think it ties in with that inflation story, is that perhaps you know maybe yields have peaked a little bit and we could see at least a bit of a rally in some of those growth names. So maybe a bit of a, a, a macro story underlying that. Strength in um, healthcare and REITs as well. Yeah, looking at the consumer's... Uh, Consumer sentiment index that came out from uh, from Westpac Melbourne Institute today, yeah. uh, down over five percent, lowest level since the middle of twenty twenty. Uh, rate rises, obviously not being welcomed by a majority of uh, households. Well, no, and I would imagine a majority of households, or at least many of them, um, would never have experienced an incre- uh, interest rate rise. I uh, posted on twi- Twitter a few days ago that the last time that the RBA rose in, uh, increased interest rates. I was just finishing high school. So there's a lot of people out there who are homeowners that wouldn't know what it's like to see a rate rise and certainly don't know what it's like with runaway inflation. Yeah, give me away your age there, Carl. I can remember the, uh, <laughs> the last rate tightening cycle. Uh, I was an adult and uh, thankfully I uh, got to go and get a lot of experience out of it. That's yeah. actually my view today, uh, writing about uh, what's going on when it comes to fixed rate mortgages. I've seen a few stories being bounded around about uh, no, is right, it's right now time the, uh, the best opportunity to go and start fixing in your mortgage rate. Yeah. And uh I dare say that uh, unless you think it's going to really be able to go and sustain the 
probably like a, at least doubling, maybe even a triplet of mortgage rates, the housing market. If it can't do that, then it's the answer is probably don't look to go and lock in because I remember back in my banking days, yeah. uh, after we saw the inflation genie out of the bottle, people were talking about that back in our late 2007, 2008, and then the fixed rate break costs for those facilities. Oh my Huge. God. They were me- some of the loan facilities I was looking at measured in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So yeah, it's, uh, a lot has already been built into this, uh, this particular market. So if you don't think that there's going to be even higher interest rates that are already priced in, uh, maybe think about not going down that path. Don't try and fight the swaps market, right? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, a lot is built in right there. Uh, look, uh, across some of the individual names out there today, uh, Link Administration, uh, clear laggard. It was down 15.1%. It actually got halted. Uh, there was no news accompanying it. Uh, it came and uh, gave an announcement back to the marketplace and said, look, we're not aware of any new information about our proposed takeover from Dye and Durham. But, mate, we've been around markets long enough to know <laughs> that when, when something of this degree happens so quickly... Uh, some kind of knowledge is floating around somewhere. Yeah, kind of like when a uh, sporting team's coach has a sport, uh, support of the board, you know it's uh, something's up. Yeah, I love the full support of the board. It's, uh, yeah, death knell, of course. So we'll keep a close eye on that one, but yeah, a really pronounced fall over 15%. The other end of the spectrum, uh, lifestyle communities. I uh, had an update yesterday, and the market clearly liked that one. Maybe the broker community as well. It was up over yep. 16%. Uh, one of the other companies that went and uh, updated us today was CSR. Uh, no trading update, lots of positivity when it comes to building materials in particular. Yeah, high prices, right? But uh, yeah, that uh, you've got to wonder how much of that good news is actually factored into this uh, these markets and the pricing at the moment. So that's the question a lot of people are grappling with in that building material space. So look, uh, we thought it was opportune time to go and sit down with two experts today. Koshi did indeed. And he talked to uh, Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets and Michael Wayne from Adana in financial to get their views as to whether CSR was worthy of a buy, hold and sell in the current environment. Take a listen. Fairly valued, risk rewards fairly, fairly balanced and the chart is actually showing that. I think the chart is a great reflection of the fundamentals quite often and it's sideways. I mean, if you draw a line across that chart from the start to the finish, it's almost exactly at the same point. Yep. One benefit for your longer term holders is your 6% or so fully frank dividend yield. Uh, look, on that basis, if you are that longer term holder, you're a bit more of a yield play. Um, I can see a reason to hold it. Otherwise, it's just not something that um, our, our more growth oriented clients are going to be looking for. The company is in a healthier position than it has been in the past. But going forward, given where we are in the interest rate cycle, I would be cautious going forward because it's unlikely the conditions that have played out in the last couple of years will be replicated going forward. Um, today's result headline number was up, I think, 86% for net profit. Yep. But that was recognising some capital losses from previous years. So a lot uh, of one-off right. items driving that. So do keep that in mind. Right. Um, it's, look, it's not a company that, that we get too excited about. Um, it's a stable, mature company that pays a decent dividend. Um, but I don't think over the long term, you're going to get too much capital gain. So you have it, uh, yeah, not really uh, enthusiastic, lukewarm at best. So, yeah, uh, you've got to probably hold it. But uh, if you're looking to buy uh, a little bit coy at this stage, as I mentioned, lots of uh, good news pricing. That 12-month chart as well, if you look at CSR, it has been really struggling to go and push higher beyond the other big gains we saw at the start of the pandemic and uh, the year after that. So keep a close eye on CSR. Look, in terms of the information out there, Carl, uh, if any guess what uh, who's going to win the federal election? Uh, at this stage, no. The betting market seems to be pretty in favour of Labor, but there was a few um, an analysts coming out today sort of speaking that um, if it were held today, some of the polling um, in terms of uh, electorate by electorate would sort of suggest a, 
Labour minority government with the independence controlling the balance of power. So we could be potentially looking at, if that were to occur, pretty chaotic three years, I would imagine. Not not necessarily great for uh, you know public sentiment or, or even maybe investment markets, but you know take for, for that what you will. We've got two and a half weeks to go. Yeah, speaking of which, I saw uh, Rob Oakshot not too long ago down at Chatswood and we got the, the shopping strip. Back in independent there. So, uh, yeah, you're going to right. see his face, of course, uh, talking about uh, minority governments and the like. But, uh, yeah, uh, Eliza Chong of uh, Maven Data, she's using AI to go and predict what uh, thinks the uh, election result will be. So okay. definitely take a listen to that one. Uh, given the, obviously, you know, there is some ramifications of markets, but certainly from you know, a societal perspective, uh, there is a bit of policy differential starting to go and creep in as well. Uh, we also had a great chat, uh, Nadine and myself, uh, towards the close today with Sebastian Mullins from Schroeder's, uh, yep. giving us a bit of a rundown about, you uh, know, how precarious position is it at the moment that the Fed is in, given it's trying to go and tackle this inflation and uh, what it could potentially do to go to the demand side and demand destruction by going hard very early and uh, full of a few of the other uh, warning signals on his models. Uh, not giving the other uh, best signals at this stage. But uh, yeah, so that uh, there could be potentially for a mild recession, but yep. a pronounced more pronounced decline in asset prices. So, right? yeah, um, if you don't don't want to uh, feel chipper, <laughs> maybe have a listen <laughs> to that one. But, uh, yeah, really smart bloke. So uh, I, I, I'd gather definitely go and have a listen to that interview as well. Also sat down as well today. I think you spoke with uh, Evan Lucas from InvestSmart about okay. how to portfolio can benefit from a bear market. Want to yeah. go short? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's one way to do it. Um, I think our conversation really centered around how do you take a sort of um, – approach to a protracted bear market because if you really think about it at least in the united states since the start of the gfc we haven't really had a proper bear market if you look at um the the, the pandemic shock okay it was 35 percent in the space of a few weeks but that was a shock i don't think it was a genuine bear market where things really unfold in a very slow and painful process off a protracted period of time so he was kind of talking about where you allocate in that environment and really more and we know evan's sort of on the behavioral finance things nowadays as well he's he's actually i hope i'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this that he's uh he's actually in the process of writing a book about it, kind of how you approach that as, a, as an investor, especially, again, considering there aren't too many out there um, that's experienced it in this cycle. Yep, keep your powder dry. Uh, most bear markets last for them, uh, at least quarters, plural, not singular. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what we saw back in uh, March of 2020, uh, that was uh, an entirely just a seizing up of the other financial system. And then uh, subsequent uh, unblocking of that system by the most massive amounts of uh, fiscal and monetary stimulus the world has ever seen. And that's March why 23, I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's why we're trying to go and, uh, and do it. A lot of these funny things happen in March. I remember like, back in the GSC uh, in March, it was uh, early March, that uh, I think it was Citi, Vikram Pandit, the uh, then chief executive, came out and said that the uh, bank would be profitable, and that was the low of the GFC, and bang, yeah, up we March went. 9, I think it was, 2009. Yeah. So. Mate, tell you what, you just finishing primary school then or something. Uh, else. Yeah, just walking just walking out of diapers then. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, you got a great memory for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what do you say, mate? Uh, it's been a good chat, uh, but yeah, lots more risk events ahead, so we'll keep a close eye. We saw that uh, modest bounce, uh, particularly in the tech side of the equation in the States overnight. Whether it can go and be extended tonight, well, you dare say it will come down to that inflation report at 10.30. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone is looking to that one. Will we see a, a, a sell the rumor, buy the fat kind of outcome, yeah. or will it be that hot? 
that all of a sudden all we're doing and all we're talking about for the remainder of the week is 75 basis point hikes. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I'm starting to think of, and you'll love the, the shout out Jimmy Williams the- theory of thing. Has it become a thing that it's no longer a thing anymore once it happens? But, um, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see because I, I don't think there's been as much trepidation around an inflation print, um, you know, compared to, to, to the last few months. It's yeah, I'm, I'm still baffled while we're not talking about it a slightly faster unwind of the balance sheet and, and less no, aggressive yeah. when it comes to other Fed funds, right? But uh, no, that's the world we live in at the moment. Uh, looking flat on the pancake, uh, flat on the curve like a pancake and, uh, you know, Bring up all those recession talk again seems to be the topic du jour of the, uh, the Fed officials for the time being. So we'll see what this inflation report brings tomorrow. We'll be back on air at 8.30 a.m. We'll see you then. Brilliant. See you then. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.